This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Ritual Zero Proof Spirit Alternatives. Crafted of all-natural botanicals, Ritual Whiskey, Gin, and Tequila Alternatives deliver the flavor, aroma, and burn of liquor, but without the alcohol. Go to RitualZeroProof.com and use promo code NOMEATATHLETE for 20% off your first purchase. Enjoy the ritual without the alcohol. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Athlete Radio. All right, Julia, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited <laughs> for the two of us to be chatting in. I, you know, you and I haven't, because we don't talk, you know, on a daily basis like I maybe do with Matt. We haven't caught up in a while. How, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've seen on Instagram that you've been uh, crushing the, the trails, so all the snow must be gone and you must be doing some some good mountain biking up in Whistler. Yeah, the trails are all time right now. Um, and the snow is melting away, and it's bike season, and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> it just, <laughs> I feel so lucky to be living where I'm living compared to, you know, in a concrete jungle, and just a lot of people must feel so trapped this, you know, time of our lives, and I'm, I'm feeling super lucky to have a mountain bike, and everything's, yeah, opening up. It's awesome. Is, so is the mountain, I know that the mountain closed to skiing. Is it yeah. open? I guess all the trails are open to riding. Um, well, the mountain bike park isn't open. And I'm not sure if they okay. will open it this year. We're, uh, that's TBA. But yeah, just the cross-country trails are finally open because the snow is gone. But we did, we hiked through a bit of snow, yes, or was it last week? But it melts so quickly. So now it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. I, and what about you? Aren't you running around your neighborhood? What What's the deal with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's this uh, new adventure this, you got going on? This Every Single Streets project, which uh, cool. is, was not my idea. It was inspired by uh, Ricky Gates and then some other people have done it in their towns. But basically, yeah, I'm trying to run every single street in my town of Black Mountain, which I learned the other day only has about 70 miles of streets. But I have, I'm already like well over 150 probably miles. Um, wow. Because there's so many out and backs, right? And I'm just like doubling up on everything, or like, you know, I'll, I'll I'll tackle kind of a section of like a little neighborhood, and then unless I drive there, unless I drive basically where I left off last time, mm-hmm. then I'm just doing like you know I'm I'm running the same streets a lot, and uh, and so it's just it's interesting how how hard it is <laughs> to <laughs> to cover seventy miles of streets without like doubling back on them all the time, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea how many miles it's actually going to take me to to complete the project, but um, it's a well, lot of fun. That's cool. It must be interesting right now to see like things are kind of changing now with coronavirus and seeing everybody mm-hmm. kind of out and about, and then eventually, who knows? It's it's just an interesting way to kind of see the world and from that perspective, everyone, all your neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. That's that was kind of the inspiration behind getting it started. Was everyone was locked into their houses and you know at, at when I started it the trails weren't open yet and um and kind of the only way I felt like I could reconnect with the community was to go where people are and you know go by everybody's houses and you know so especially on a pretty day or in an evening or something like that everyone is out sitting on their front porch so there's just a lot of like waving and saying hi and <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know it's, 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 all been, cheering I don't know, it's been really fun yeah I mean that's kind of what it feels like because <laughs> some yeah. of these streets are you know like in the middle of nowhere and probably never have runners go up them yeah. um 
you know, that don't like live in the neighborhood. And, so and are you I'm guys sure doing the seven o'clock for the nurses? Are you guys all like cheering and clapping? Are people on uh, their decks no. doing that? No, no, I know some cities are doing that, but where yeah. we have not picked that up. <laughs> Whistler is, yeah, and we, we live sort of on this little hill and there's a road that um, we bike up to come back home. Um, and we were biking back at seven o'clock one night and everyone was cheering. We're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> cheering us on. It was hilarious. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. Have, uh, have you heard about the people who are howling at the moon? Howling at the moon? No. Yeah. Uh, actually, so friends of mine that live in Boulder, which are unrelated to the Boulder people that are part of the team here, um, yeah. uh, they, I guess in, in Boulder and, and elsewhere, every night at maybe like eight o'clock or something, everyone goes out on their porch and howls at the moon. No way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just cracking What up. is this world coming to? I know. I know. It's, it's great. It's though. awesome. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It brings everyone together in some way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, um, today we're going to be talking about food again. Last week, we Matt and I talked about our, you know, kind of go-to lunches or lunches that you could, um, you know, you can whip up very easily and very quickly as a vegetarian or vegan. And yeah. uh, and today, you, you and I thought it'd be fun to kind of go beyond that and kind of uh, share a framework for how we approach eating all day. So this is kind of like a day in the life, but also um, not just maybe what we ate yesterday, but instead kind of how we approach food throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And Matt Frazier and I did one, a similar type episode, I don't know, about a hundred episodes ago. So it's been a (laughs) while. That sounds so weird. A hundred episodes ago. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Which I have not gone back and listened to. You said you might listen to it. I don't know. I did. did I listened to it while I was running this morning, so I didn't have to. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't want to like say too many of the same things. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have things. no idea what we said. So it was I'm a long time just... ago, though. I think it was like your first episode of season three. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, back when we tried to do seasons. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the involvement um, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're on maybe like season eight now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> wow, crazy. Um, but but yeah, so there might be some similarities there. But you know, I think that I've certainly evolved my eating has evolved and and uh, it's always good to have a new voice in here a new perspective um, because I'm sure you're gonna have things that are different than what the two of us said so Mm -hmm. um, yeah so I'm excited about this and and but before we get started um, I do want to say that all right I don't maybe we should talk a little bit about kind of whole food plant-based you know I think both of us consider ourselves mostly whole food plant-based eaters but what exactly does that mean? And um, and then does that mean that we're eating like 100% whole foods, you know, no oil, no processed anything, mm-hmm. you know? So, so like, how, where do you fall in the, like, uh, on the that realm? scale of, like, total junk food vegan <laughs> to, like, total health food, whole food <laughs> plant-based? <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like we're pretty similar in this way, but focus on whole food plant-based most of the time. And that means like whole foods are in their natural state as nature intended with their fiber intact, which is the most important part because good plant fiber is the, you know, the number one precursor to a healthy gut microbiome is the diversity of plants you eat because of all the different kinds of fibers in there. So the fibers intact, the vitamins, the minerals, the water content, and it's just as nature intended as your body 
you know, wants, wants it and it, your body knows what to do with it. Um, and mm -hmm. it's in the perfect package and it's got plant protein too. It's got all those amino acids in there. Um, and then processed foods, well, I guess we'll go, you know, whole food plant-based. Um, and then there's minimally processed foods. So that's stuff like tortillas or, you know, it, almost like the vessel that brings the whole food plants to you in a way you can <laughs> kind of look at it. Um, so yeah, stuff that's kind of minimally processed, but not overly processed. So, uh, you know, tofu kind of blends into that realm. Um, I would say don't, don't try to limit your tofu too much because it's really health. It's super healthy and it's very close to a whole soybean. But, um, an example is, you know, whole soybean is whole plant food and then you process it slightly, not much. You get tempeh. You can still see the, you know, the little beans and the tempeh. Um, and then you process, process it a little bit more and then you get the tofu and then you'll process it even more and you'll get stuff like, you veggie know, nuggets. yeah, veggie nuggets, <laughs> vegan meat made from soy. Yeah. And, um, that's the more like super processed foods that are more the indulgent right. foods. And when we talk about indulgent versus whole food plant-based, that's sort of what we talk about in 8020 plants too, the new app that we're a part of, um, and it's all about focusing 80% on that whole food, plant-based deliciousness, eat the rainbow, tons of fiber, and then the 20%, you can play around with the more processed foods. Um, so that's sort of the framework that I think we both go off of. And yeah, the number one question we get within the 80-20 plants one-on-one -on -one coaching realm is like, what do you eat in a day? What is a blueprint for what do you eat in a day? And what what do you eat in a day videos are just so popular right now. So it's just right. people are Right, yeah, yeah. YouTube yeah. is like covered in... Yeah, yeah. This. Which, which I think is, I mean, it's super interesting because it does kind of tell you, like it does, you know, I think that so often when it comes to food, we get stuck in, in a rut and... We cook the same recipes, we eat the same breakfast, we kind of approach food the exact same way every single day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that, you know, in some ways that's good, right? I mean, it takes a lot of the kind of stress out around what you're going to eat, and it can uh, certainly simplify things for you. But, uh, you know, I think that these what you eat in a day videos and, and conversations and stuff like, like the one we're gonna, about to have is, um, it, you know, just kind of like might you know, maybe you don't follow it 100% and maybe you don't need to or want to. Uh, and that's totally great. But maybe there's just a little nugget that um, that you'll share or that you find in a video that you're like, oh, yeah, I could I could incorporate, you know, a little bit of food that way. And that would totally change how I approach lunches or, you mm -hmm. know, something like that. So mm -hmm. I, I like this. I like these conversations. I like this way to, I don't know, I think it's, it's worthwhile doing. Yeah, and I think that if it's like a 60-40 kind of day, then you don't have to beat yourself up about it. You can just move on to the next day and try to get that 80%. And then maybe some days mm -hmm. it's more like 90%, and that's great. Um, but just having that kind of average idea of looking at your plate and saying, okay, that's 80% whole food plants, whole plant foods. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, when, we're when you talk about that, it's, it's more like the the calories it's not like the on the plate 20 percent of it is chicken nuggets <laughs> vegan chicken nuggets yeah it's right. like the calories um yeah because they're they're usually super high calorie to these these uh processed foods so a little bit of that on top sprinkle on top like a cherry on top you know <laughs> yeah. yeah i you know you think back on well i guess i don't know you're in canada i don't know what their uh food recommendations look like but 
um, you know, we used to have the food pyramid when I was in like elementary school of of the foods that you ate and, you know, like the bottom was fruits and vegetables and it kind of went Mm -hmm. up. Yes. Um, And, uh, and then Michelle Obama switched it to the, a plate. So you could actually like look at a plate and say, okay, you know, I need this many vegetables and I need this much protein and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, but that it's kind of, that's kind of still pretty misleading because of like exactly what you said, you know, you could have just a dollop of, of ice cream on there, but that would be, you know, maybe half, half, half the of your calories, calories. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so like, you know, it's good to think about, it's good to think about, okay, most of my plates should be whole vegetables, mm-hmm. maybe some grains, you know, starches, whatever. Um, but, and, you know, and not think, but, you know, but you got to also consider the calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that's where oil comes in too. Like, having just a tablespoon of oil or or a teaspoon of oil in your salad dressing, you know, that kind of stuff adds up. And then the processed foods usually have tons of sugar, oil, other kind of crazy ingredients in there that you don't really want um, Mm -hmm. the majority of the time. So, yeah, 80%, man. Just get that 80% in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's let's start with breakfast. Right. What? Yeah. How do you approach breakfast, or, or I guess you know, maybe even when do you eat? What What is your first uh, after you what wake time? up? What is your first calories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, what time is it right now? It's nine forty nine a.m. for me right now, and I haven't eaten yet. But that's usually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Usually I eat around like nine, but we're chatting, so I thought I'd have breakfast after. But usually I wake <laughs> up, I go for a run, and then make um make my breakfast, and that's just because. We've talked about this before, but having at least 12 hours overnight is is really important for a lot of things that your body has to do. So you don't have to be an extreme intermittent faster to do this. You can just be like, okay, I'm going to stop eating around 7, 7.30, 8. If, you, if that seems crazy to stop eating before 8, then make it 8. And then just, just maybe <laughs> wait an hour before breakfast and um, you'll easily get that 12 hours. Uh, yeah. How about you? What time do you eat? Yeah, I'm, I'm around the same, um, although it is uh, almost Yeah, right, you're, here, you're so lunchtime right now. <laughs> just had, I just had lunch <laughs> before the call. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I eat usually around 9 or 9.30 is kind of when I have my first, uh, first bite, which um, has changed for me over the last year, really. Uh, I did the intermittent fasting challenge with, uh, with Pamela Ferguson yeah. uh, and, the, and inside the academy. And, um, cool. And that, you know, that really kind of set me up to feel like 12, 13 hours is really no big deal. So usually it's yeah. about 13 hours. Um, you know, I'm not really tracking it. Oh, I'm not mm-hmm. tracking it all that um, all that well right now. But, you know, it, I usually finish eating by 8 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a finish my, my beer or whatever uh, mm-hmm. by 8 and then I'll eat around 9. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and and that's like it's no problem. I used to think that that would be so hard because I yeah. used to just wake right up and have you know a bowl of cereal or or some fruit or something. And um, mm-hmm. and now you know after doing it just a couple of days, like it's it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have to listen to your body. I know that David has a hard time with waiting in the in the morning. He's like breakfast right away, needs it. Um, so everyone is mm. a little bit different, but I yeah, I always recommend at least twelve hours overnight. Just feels great. Um, but yeah, so I go for my run and then I have breakfast. I've, what and what, I do you, what are you eating? So after a good glass of water, 
hopefully, you know, sometimes I try to do a full mason jar, almost a liter before anything. Um, and then I take my compliment, I have to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> vitamin D, EPA, DHA, and... Um, and oh. B12. <laughs> my block. B12, that's the most important B12. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I take... I take Compliment Plus too, so it's it's got the iodine in there as well, which can be low on a vegan diet. Um, and then I make a big smoothie. So I do greens all the way to the top, and then a couple of frozen frozen bananas, a cup of uh, frozen berries, some ginger, some turmeric with a little bit of pepper to increase that bioabsorption. Um, and then what else do I have in there? Sometimes I throw in some carrot and some other kind of whatever veggies I have. Uh, that's only if you want to get really hardcore, though. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but it's good to get all that variety of veggies um, in the morning, like right away. It's such a great kind of insurance for the rest of your day. And I make a huge smoothie, and then we just sip on that throughout the day. I try to, you know, have a glass before, um, right after my, my water, and then right before my breakfast just to get that in. And then I usually make a latte with some oat milk and it could be a matcha latte or just coffee. I throw some medicinal mushrooms in there too from Stay Wild Organics. Um, I find lion's mane is great, especially for office days. And then I make, well, the night before I guess this starts, so I make overnight oats. It's just the easiest thing ever. Um, so I've got oats and buckwheat and some chia, hemp and ground flax in there. And sometimes some goji berries or I throw some blueberries in there. Sometimes I mash a banana and I throw some... And then I just, yeah, cover it with some oat milk. And that is pretty much the recipe. A little bit of salt sometimes and sometimes uh, a little bit of vanilla too. Brings out all those flavors. And then I just put that in a bowl. Throw some coconut yogurt on top. That's more processed, right? Like talking about minimally processed yep. foods. That's around that. Um, you unless you make you your like? own. Um, oh, there's this one in Vancouver called Yogu. I don't know if you can get it anywhere else, but it's so okay. good. Uh, but otherwise, Yoso, um, Daya actually makes a really delicious one. And <laughs> mm -hmm. it's probably not the best for you, but whatever. <laughs> it's just a little dollop, right? Like we're talking about that 20%. Sure. Um, and then I put a ton of fruit on there too. So bananas and berries or pears or whatever I have in the fruit bowl. And that is breakfast and i'm full and after so that. hold on so for the uh for the overnight oats for anyone who hasn't made them before mm -hmm. um you're adding the oats and all the seeds and all that stuff in the night before putting yeah a, a milk in there yes yeah exactly so you just throw everything into a tupperware mix it up and then put the milk or pour the milk on top and just let it um just cover the oats and then it's just such a nice texture in the morning i like adding the buckwheat because it's um, a complete protein and then it also adds some nice texture to it as well mm -hmm. so all right you? so so just let me just uh, make sure i'm following along so you got uh, you're doing for your run you're coming home you're having a your first cup of smoothie um mm -hmm. right and then uh, and then a latte and, and your overnight oats, all within like that 9 to 10 hour range or 10 a.m. range. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say around, usually for sure. Mm -hmm. That's it. You got it. That's breakfast Except around here. podcast days. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, sometimes on the weekends, it's like tofu scramble or avocado toast. But then 
you know, sometimes we're like, oh, it's just, I love, we love our breakfast so much. We're like, ah, it's okay. We'll just stick to the normal weekday breakfast because it's so good <laughs> and yeah. it's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been able to get in the habit of overnight oats. You know, I do it and I always like it when I do it. Um, and sometimes I'll get in yeah. the rhythm of doing it, you know, for a couple days in a row or whatever. But um, I've just never gotten in the in the habit of being able to maintain that. And um, and you do have to, I mean, you have to play in the night before. I mean, I guess you can always have oatmeal, right, the next, <laughs> the next day. But, uh, you, you know, you can't just like whip up overnight oats in the morning. <laughs> they have to be yeah, at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true yeah once you get the hang of it it's easy it's like a second nature kind of thing do you right? do it when you're cooking but, dinner or do you do it like right before you go to bed uh usually right bef- right after dinner like cl- clean some stuff up and then overnight oats mm-hmm. and i make um at least more than one batch you know we have it mm. for a, a couple days and it's just it can sit in the fridge for at least four days so you can make a huge one and then you don't have to think about it every time that's smart that's a good tip. <laughs> Time saver right there. Yep. Yeah. How about yeah, you? Right, so, uh, What's your breakfast? So I'm waking up uh, and pretty soon after waking up, having my first cup of coffee. Yeah. Now I only, I tend to only have one a day, which uh, probably when I recorded the last one, it was much more than that. Um, so I'm, I'm having a, my first cup of coffee right away and then around 9, 9.30 having uh, a smoothie and... Um, you know, similar to you, I, I make like a big one. Usually it's maybe two cups of, for me, one for my daughter and one for, for Katie. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just a bunch of, uh, some greens and a bunch of fruit, uh, some seeds, maybe some complement protein powder, um, maybe a dollop of peanut butter cause that's delicious. Mm-hmm. A little bit of almond milk and some water. And, um, and then I just kind of sip on that for most of the morning recently the past couple of weeks what i've been doing i don't know why i did this uh on a weekend one day to like as a treat for eliza and um and it just kind of stuck so for the last like two weeks what i've been doing is making what looks kind of like a parfait where like a smoothie parfait so doing like a layer of smoothie and then a little bit of granola and then a layer of smoothie and a little Ooh. bit of granola Fancy. And I take my spoon, my spoon, and eat it, and I just—it feels so fancy. Yeah, super fancy. <laughs> it's like a totally different experience. <laughs> and I'm just getting like a tiny bit of granola in there, which uh, you know Amazing. we get either we either make it or or get some. Oh yeah, granola. Some good healthy granola. Mm. Um. So yeah, so that's kind of how I approach breakfast. And so one thing that that Matt talks a lot about. So people may have heard this before, but um, but I really believe it to be true is. If you can start your day with uh, a big serving of fruits and vegetables and greens like you would in overnight oats or or like you would in a, in a giant smoothie um, or even oatmeal or something like that, uh, maybe not the greens, but you could have savory oatmeal. Um, when you mm-hmm. start your day with this big serving of health food, it kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of um, you know making sure that you get a bunch of that health food at lunch or um, you know, or I don't know, because you've already gotten a big serving of it and you can just kind of feel a little bit better about how you're approaching your food the rest of the day. And, Mm -hmm. um, and more than that, it kind of sets you up to begin the healthy eating cycle throughout the day. So if you started your day with a bunch of frozen waffles or (laughs) pancakes or something like that, I mean, I love that stuff. We eat that uh, on, you know, we have pancake Sunday every single week. 
Um, nothing wrong with that kind of thing. But if you're starting your day with this kind of heavier, you know, less healthy food, uh, then it kind of sets you up for throughout the rest of the day to continue eating heavier, less healthy food. So I mm-hmm. definitely recommend starting your day on a healthy note, whether that's a smoothie, whether that's overnight oats, whether it's a bowl of, of oatmeal. Um, you know, ideally you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking uh, oats and kind of mixing your own oatmeal and not getting the, the flavored packets that are, you know, filled with sugar. Um, but, yeah. you know, but yeah. you do you. And, and uh, you know, and, and you can, but, but starting that day with that, that healthy note is, is a win for me. Yeah, I love the smoothie. It's just, it's such a great way to get a ton of micronutrients in right before anything, right? And that's what's so great. You know, your gut flourishes when it, when it, um, when you feed it all of this plant fiber and all the different kinds of plant fiber. And so it's, you can kind of think of it as waking your gut up first thing in the morning. It's like all that good bacteria is is awakened and it's just starting to digest and assimilate all of these amazing micronutrients. And, Mm -hmm. you know, variety is key for this. So, I I mean, I always switch up my greens. It's either, you know, spinach or romaine or kale or sometimes bok choy or um, Swiss chard even. So if you Mm. just switch up your greens, at least you're getting that variety and switch up the berries every now and then. You could add a pear instead of a banana and, you know, just keep that diversity going and you'll be, you'll be good. Great. All right. So are you having, are you snacking at all in the morning before, uh, before lunch or kind of going straight to lunch? I'm not really, I'm, I'm a funny lunch person, man. I don't know. (laughs) Tell me about, tell me about your lunch. Are you are no luncher? I'm sort of a snacker or sometimes like a second breakfaster because I love those overnight oats and some fruit and actually some granola. I've been making granola lately too. And it's oil free. So I just do, it's just mixed with tahini what is it? Yeah, tahini, a little bit of peanut butter, some maple syrup, and that's the base. And then you mix in the oats. And then I add some pumpkin seeds and some coconut shreds and some raisins. Oh, raisins after. Yeah. Mix that all up, put it in the oven for uh, 20 minutes at 325 and flip it halfway. So easy. And I've just been topping my breakfast with that. I forgot to mention. So good. Um, but yeah, my, my lunch usually is like Either some hummus and some veggies and stuff like that, or a second bowl of oats and yeah, or maybe some some apples and some dates and some nuts. But I'm pretty full from breakfast, and obviously the smoothie is always available, and I'm sipping on that. Um, but then when it comes to Davy, he's a super he loves lunch, so I think that that's more exciting to talk about. <laughs> is Davy's <laughs> okay. lunch? He's got. I usually make it for him if he's going for work or like he, he does some kind of um, some kind of melt if he's at home. But usually it's – oh, that was my dog. Sorry about that. <laughs> Zach wants to say something. Um, but usually it's tempeh with uh, – it's either tempeh or a legume or maybe some kind of – maybe a chickpea uh, mixture. Um, I have a chickpea tuna recipe on my website, Hooked on Plants. It's really good. Uh, but something like that, that's in the wrap, that's like a, a sustenance, what do you call it? Sustenance? Wow, I'm having a hard time with that word. Substance. Substance. Thank you. (laughs) Substance. Yeah, something like meaty, right? But obviously vegan. Uh, tempeh is always a good go-to though. And then throw in some more greens, um, and then maybe a slather of a little bit of hummus and... Um, oh, another good time-saving tip is at the beginning of the week, you can just throw stuff into your food processor. If you have that, um, the grater attachment, 
Mm-hmm. And so you can just grate uh, carrots, cabbage, anything that you just don't like chopping, just throw it into that. And then at the beginning of the week, you have this amazing bowl of veggies. And so throw that mm. into the into the wrap or into the bowl and some Dijon mustard. And that's just, that's pretty much typical around here, having a burrito for lunch for Davey. And then for me, I'm snacking. What do you, what do you like cool. for lunch? Yeah, my lunches are pretty boring because they're basically <laughs> leftovers from the night before. Um, yeah. Almost exclusively, that's that's what I'm having. If we don't have leftovers, then it's probably one of the things that we mentioned in last week's episode. Um, so I won't go too too much into that. But oftentimes, it's a bowl or a wrap uh, or possibly a sandwich with just um, some veggies and uh, maybe some avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe some hummus, something like that. Yeah, so I like if I have a grain, you know, then I will probably make a burrito and and uh, and do something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, really, it's it's like nine times, maybe even nine point five times out of ten, uh, it's it's leftovers from the night before. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Just warm mm-hmm. it up again, or just make it into a salad or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, warm it, warm it up, or or right, right. Like if if it's like roasted veggies or something like that, then I'll just throw it on a bed of lettuce and um, and eat it that way. Or even if it actually sometimes, even if it's like if we had actually today, this happened today. Uh, last night we had burrito night because mm-hmm. we're we're sticking to a new COVID eating schedule and having some sort of taco slash burrito every Tuesday. Ooh, um, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, macaroni Monday, taco Tuesday, walk Wednesday, <laughs> takeout Thursday, uh, pizza Friday, yes. grilling Saturday. Oh, I love it. And sun- Sunday's a wild card. Sunday, you never know. I you love that know. because it just kind of <laughs> takes the, the guesswork out of it, right? And you can, you're just mm-hmm. like looking forward to something. I, maybe I should, yeah. I should get onto that train because sometimes it's, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening are this way too. It's four o'clock, five o'clock and don't know what's for dinner. So you just throw things together, which usually I'll give some tips um, about that. But yeah, sometimes it's just nice to know what is for dinner and getting excited about that thing. Right. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. We've been like using that framework. So today I had leftover burritos, but um, didn't want to make a burrito. And I just literally threw all the same stuff, the rice, the, um, the veggies, in the beans, threw it all on a bed of lettuce, and it was kind of a taco salad type thing. Mm, yeah. Um, okay, so that rounds out lunches, but before we talk about snacks, let's take a second to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Ritual Zero Proof. Ritual Zero Proof's spirit alternatives were developed by three friends who share their love of great cocktails, but decided they want to drink a little bit less. Crafted of all natural blended botanicals, ritual whiskey, gin, and tequila alternatives deliver the flavor, aroma, and burn of classic spirits, and that burn is super important, I think, but without the alcohol. You'll experience notes of juniper and cucumber in the gin, vanilla and oak in the whiskey, and blue agave in the Mexican, and Mexican lime in the tequila. And uh, just this weekend, Katie and I had a, um, a whole taco party mexican party with a bunch of uh of <laughs> rituals uh tequila and uh and margaritas that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> and it was freaking delicious and it was it was awesome yeah simply substitute them one for one in place of liquor for your favorite cocktail like a whiskey sour a margarita or a gin and tonic 
and and you're all set. I've uh, I've noticed that a couple of people have reached out to me that they have tried this based on the ads and uh, and everyone's loving it. So I got it. You know, I mean, it's not just me. We really are drinking this stuff and really are enjoying it. Go to ritualzeroproof.com and use promo code NOMEATATHLETE for 20% off your first purchase. Ritual Zero Proof, enjoy the ritual without the alcohol. But yeah, so lunch lunch is kind of boring for me, but you know, so the first thing that might be a little bit interesting <laughs> is that I'm a snacker for sure. So uh, soon after lunch, you know, usually like 2 p.m., I am having my first snack. Mm-hmm. And um, usually, I, Snack one is is fruit, um, either apple or banana tends to be, um, either with some nuts on the side or uh, if it's an apple, then I'll often throw on some almond butter or something like that. That's coming same, up, Doug. Same it's with the almost, banana. It's almost two o'clock for you. I know, I know. When we're <laughs> done with this episode, I'm probably gonna snack get on into that. snack snack number one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but but again, it's like if I can get another helping of uh, of fruit, then I'll, I'll definitely try to try to do that. Yeah, fruit's always a good thing to eat first before anything, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, like just really with anything in life, <laughs> but especially with food, if you do the healthy thing first, then you can treat yourself with the unhealthy thing, but at least you've done the healthy thing too. Mm-hmm. And half you know? the time you don't want the unhealthy thing after right. you have the healthy thing. Totally. And allow yourself to have more than one of the healthy thing too. I think that people are afraid to have too much fruit or, you know, um, too big of a serving of, who knows, vegetables. Usually you're not too afraid <laughs> for that. But, um, but yeah, don't be afraid of fruit and just eating, you know, two or three bananas instead of one. And then, yeah. and then see if you want that cookie or whatever it is that, that you're really craving. But yeah, the more, the more you feed your, your gut, this healthy, delicious, fiber rich plant foods, then the mm. more you'll start craving it too. Cause your gut and cravings are very connected as well. Except for broccoli. You never want to have too much broccoli. <laughs> like, that Unless there's a yummy cashew <laughs> cheese sauce on it. <laughs> um, how about, all right. So how about you? What, what happens after lunch? Um, after lunch, well, I sort of, you know, I've got that smoothie going and then, mm. then it gets into dinner time. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, uh, structure your dinner? I mean, so really you have so far eaten, eaten very healthily. You had your smoothie throughout the day. You've had like a hummus and veggie snack or mm-hmm. lunch type thing and some overnight oats and that's about it. So what, what are dinners looking and like? And smoothie too. Um, oh, yeah, smoothie. and of course, yeah. And dinners, so yeah, that's pretty much the 80%, right, that we're talking about. Lots of whole whole mm-hmm. plant foods, which is great. Um, and, you know, sometimes I have crackers with my hummus or like crackers and avocado or something like that. But pretty minimally processed foods um, when it comes to that. And then for dinner, it just, I switch it up so much. Um, like you... It sounds like your week is pretty similar, but I just, I don't have it all planned out. And now in my mind, I think I might have to. <laughs> it's way easier. Uh, but usually it's like a, either a big bowl of stuff, right? It's um, roasted vegetables, which I just encourage everyone to have a ton of roasted vegetables in your fridge at all times because it's really great for snacking on. It's great for just throwing into wraps and making it, <laughs> giving it more substance <laughs> and also just throwing into a bowl or into a salad and just getting that variety of plant foods in. So 
anytime you're at the grocery store, just look for something different that you've never tried and, and, you know, pick that piece of produce up and bring it back to your house and Google how to cook it. And usually I just, you know, I bake it because it's, or sorry, roast it because it's just too easy. Um, and then you're getting that variety of plant foods in and you're introducing something new to your gut microbiome, which is awesome. Um, so big veggie stir fry or roasted veggies, um, and then some kind of grain. So I, you know, quinoa or, or rice, or sometimes a wrap, like a burrito. So the green part could just be anything. It could be, it could be a burrito. It could be a taco shell. It could be, um, a whole, whole grains that you just have a bed of, and then you throw everything else on top of. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes I do a big veggie pasta too. This is kind of a summer thing when it comes to barbecue season. We love, okay, what is it? It's a massive veggie pasta and we caramelize onions first and we just use a little bit of water for that and some balsamic and just let the onions just caramelize nicely in the big pot. Um, And then on the barbecue, we do zucchini, red peppers, mushrooms. Um, What else is in there? I think that's it. And then if you want, you can get that 20% in that indulgent plant food and get some, you know, beyond beyond meat uh sausages or field roast sausages or something like that and then chop all that up throw it into some pasta and mix it up with the caramelized onions and it's just so good you you barely don't even need a sauce because the caramelized onions are so flavorful Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah love those love it yeah yeah and you know there's something about just putting veggies on the grill that just make them that much tastier yeah definitely yeah (laughs) um yeah, I mean, so, you know, I mean, I think that, I think that finding a rhythm, finding kind of some frameworks within your dinner that, uh, that work for you so that you can kind of pull from whatever you have, uh, in your, in your refrigerator, in your kitchen, um, and you're not stuck listening or, you know, searching recipes for the exact ingredients mm-hmm. every single night. Um, you know, I think that that, that really takes a lot of the stress off of, of following a plant-based diet or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think if you have some key ingredients in your pantry, like tahini, garlic, uh, nutritional yeast, Bragg's liquid aminos, I think you can make, oh, miso paste. You can make so many different kinds of sauces, or you can just, you know, have your rice and veggies and a bed of greens and throw some Bragg's liquid aminos and some nutritional yeast on there. And it's just super delicious. And it's mm. very simple don't have to think about it. Um, yeah, easy. I'm all about ease in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. How about you? Cool. What's yeah. Well, dinner? so for dinner, you know, I kind of broke down our current uh, our current formula. Mm-hmm. Um, That's perfect. Which which has been really nice. Like honestly, so what we found is that since every day was the same after lockdown started, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the inspiration was just not not coming when it came to cooking. Yeah. Um, and we were just kind of defaulting to a lot of fake meats and things like that, um, and or veggie meats, uh, and and you know, so so ad- adding something as simple as all right, every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday, uh, even though that can mean so many different things from quesadillas to burritos to tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it was enough of a structure for us to feel a little bit more inspired. I like it. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, but we try to we try to double the batch every night, so um, we always have leftovers the next day, 
Uh, yes. Or if we're doing something like a soup or doing something that freezes well, we'll even maybe triple it and um, and and put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of this kind of uh, chana sag, chickpea chana sag that comes from the Isa Does It cookbook. Mm. It's super easy and one of like my very favorite meals ever. And it freezes really well. So um, you can get the sauce and, and do all that, freeze it. Uh, and then you always have it and you just kind of cook some rice or cook some sort of um, some sort of pasta or something that would go with it and uh, and add it to that and Yum. delicious. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, that's a great tip too. Time-saving tip. Just make a ton of whatever you're making. Yeah. Yeah, don't ever just make one serving. <laughs> make make no. tons of tons of servings and you can keep it in the fridge or the freezer and then you're you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? There's... How about dessert? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there's lots of good veggie burgers out there too. You know, they're not all yeah. highly processed. You can, if you're in a pinch and it's six o'clock and everyone's hungry, if you just have some veggie burgers in the freezer and load it up with some, you know, caramelized onions, maybe and mushrooms that you've pre-cooked, maybe if you're, if you're lucky, uh, some tomatoes and some you know, all the, all the burger fixings are super healthy and, and you can have it on a bed of greens or you can have it in a, in a bun. And yeah, I think what are, the soul burgers are really good. I'm, I've been liking those lately mm. and they have a vegan salmon burger now, which is so good. What is that? It's just What's it made out of, uh, Oh man, I can't remember. I think it's like potato, maybe some mm. soy in there, but lots of other kind of veggies too. But yeah, it doesn't always have to be, you know, overly processed, just packed with oils. Um, there's some good veggie burgers out there to make it easy. <laughs> huh. um, cool. So what about uh, what about dessert? Are you a dessert person or kind of post-dinner dessert? snacker? Um, I kind of try to stick to fruit. I like apples and dates um, and some dark chocolate, of course, is always yummy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then sometimes... I just, I like a big bowl of popcorn too. Same thing. I, oh, yeah. I just have an air fryer and I throw on some Bragg's liquid aminos and some nutritional yeast. And mm-hmm. it's a super delicious, yummy dessert slash snack if I'm still hungry. But usually I'm not. <laughs> and I try not to eat past like eight o'clock, but yeah. it depends. Yeah. How about you? I, I will say that before I started the intermittent fasting thing, um, I was a much bigger evening snacker than I am now and that was just I mean it was all habit like I'm realizing now it's not that I was actually hungry because I'm not hungry now and I don't eat a 9 p.m. yeah snack every night um but I used to basically every evening have some sort of snack again it was usually fruit you know oftentimes it was like a banana with with almond butter on top of it which is still one of my favorite snacks Mm -hmm. um uh or you know popcorn I love popcorn yeah me too Uh, and and we do that a couple times a week too um, yeah. so it, I mean, it used to be that, but now, now that I've tried to end my eating intentionally, um, then I find that I don't, I don't need that snack after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do just fine. And I'm, I'm sure I'm better off without it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe go for a walk instead or something, but I, yeah, yeah I do say though, like cookies are amazing <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've been kind of making it a life mission to find a good healthy cookie that's delicious and dippable that you don't feel guilty eating yeah (laughs) so i've got a a banana cookie it's like bananas oats some raisins maybe some chocolate chips and that's pretty much it 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's healthy. So you can just eat a few of them, you know, and that's a good for a, good for a snack too. But, um, but otherwise it's, yeah, I'm usually pretty full from dinner and then, and then you just, uh, try to not eat too much at night so you can digest or you can, your body can work on other things instead of digesting overnight. Yeah. Uh, so that reminded me, um, oh man, I want to find the name of this brand so bad. Um, (laughs) because, (laughs) oh yeah, here it is. Okay. Sweet Lawrence cookie dough. Have you? I have not heard of this. Okay. So, um, I don't know how widespread it is. Uh, I just was introduced to it maybe a month ago. Um, and it, it's in like the, in the like part of the grocery store where you buy like the pre-made cookie dough, you know, that comes in like packets. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. so like in the refrigerated section and it is this, it's Sweet Lawrence. It's all vegan. They have three different options, uh, chocolate chip, fudge, and sugar cookie. Mm. And, um, and they are so freaking good as, <laughs> as just cookie dough. Like we hardly ever bake them, but we've, uh, <laughs> we've had them in the, in the fridge, um, pretty consistently over the last month. And pretty much every time I go to the grocery store, I'm buying a couple packs, and, <laughs> yeah. you, know, maybe, you know, just like maybe, you know, every other day I'm kind of sneaking a little cookie dough, yeah. uh, bite a cookie dough. And it is, it is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's that 20%. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it might be, you know, at that point, uh, approaching 25%. But, you know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like a childhood memory, just eating yeah, cookie dough. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right, absolutely. You know, yeah, you can do that. You can make cookie like. dough out of chickpeas, too. Cookie dough out of chickpeas? Yeah, you haven't right. heard of that? It's just, no. it's pretty much chickpeas, maple syrup, I think some, maybe some tahini, um, and some chocolate chips. And a little bit of salt. Hmm. Yeah, just Google it. There's tons of recipes online for chickpea cookie dough. Interesting. Yeah. Try that. Because, yeah, delicious. And super high protein and vegan, obviously. And actually healthy for you. So you feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just tap into the cookie dough. (laughs) Cool. Cool. That kind of rounds out the day, doesn't it? That does. Yeah, man. That's walking us through a typical day, so... There you go. Feels pretty good. Yeah. Are you hungry yet? I am hungry. You must be hungry. It's time for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Awesome. Well, hopefully this was helpful for people, or at least they enjoyed listening to it. And and Julia, it was great to uh, have you back on the pod. Totally. Nice to chat. All right. Talk to you soon. (laughs) 